Our only hope is in my hands. Marcus! Why have you forsaken me? Faith, family, country. Those are the things that matter. You're listening to Lent and Easter at the movies. Hugely experienced film reviewer Father Peter Malone relates his choice of movie to the day's gospel reading. We do this for all the key dates in the seasons of Lent and Easter. Peter, we arrive at the wonderful Feast of Pentecost, the film you've chosen, Lion. A very interesting film. I enjoyed this. I wouldn't say we disagree, but I I very much enjoy this. I thought it was a a beautiful film, actually, about a five-year-old Indian boy called Saru who basically gets trapped on a train and travels thousands of miles and, to really put it in a nutshell, ends up in Australia via an orphanage in Calcutta. I thought, James, you might like an Australian film. (laughs) You know how much I like your patriotism when it comes to reviewing. Well, it's very hard to find a film for Pentecost unless you've got something on sinfulness and repentance or something like that. But the Pentecost story of Jesus giving the power to forgive or not forgive is only in one of the Sundays. For the other Sundays, they go back then to the last discourse. So those mystical stories about the coming of the Spirit and hopes and of uniting with Jesus, I suppose the basic wonderful human values of the Incarnation as manifested in Jesus' life. So I thought, well, we'll try and look at Lion in that sense. I have to say, I found the first third or half of the film extraordinarily moving. That if you wanted something on the human condition, even the human condition in desperation and a need for the spirit, it's, as you said, the little boy being lost. Extraordinary little boy. It's one of those uh, wonderful performances that you can't help but admire and like. But you see him in his village and his relationship with his brother, all kinds of wonderful ways of Indian life. But then, as you mentioned, he's looking for his brother and he goes on the train and he's, I was going to say he goes thousands of kilometres, but I'll defer to he goes thousands of miles. We don't have those in Australia. But off he goes and is completely lost. One of the things that people talking about the film don't mention, and I'd like to mention now, and it's again this need for spirit or grace in our life, what happens to him when he arrives in the city and is lost and is even taken up by abusers. I was really surprised that that should come, but it made the point. I mean, it's an autobiography story of the man concerned, but really hard and really harsh aspects of Indian life. He's lucky that he is taken in by friendly people and, with the scheme at the time, adoptive parents coming from Australia. Most people do like the scenes in Tasmania, where the family comes from and where he grows up. Quite an extraordinary shift, a kind of resurrection from hardships in India to a very comfortable life in Tasmania and then moving to Melbourne for his studies and where he, I suppose, in a spirit of hope, in the spirit of Pentecost, etc., he starts to look again, to search. It's a wonderful film about searching and eventually takes a while, he does. And so he finishes up My Spirit Soared Again in the spirit of Pentecost, that there is the coming of the Spirit, there is new life, unexpected life and encouraging life. 
as he goes back with his adoptive mother and finds his mother, finds out the sad truth about his brother's fate. But the fact that we can have those two worlds of Australia and India meeting in such happiness, that's some of the things I'd like to celebrate in Pentecost. I think as well, they're a sort of subplot but part of the main plot. He has a very troubled brother as well, yeah. doesn't he? Or, or brother by adoption, who mm. also comes from India, uh, repetitively hits himself on the head. Who knows what traumas that, that boy has been through at that time? And, and that plays out too. And a wonderful scene that we talked about off mic, I think it's certainly the most persuasive scene in the whole film for me, when the adopted mother, Nicole Kidman, Saru says to her, you know, it must have been really hard for you because you adopted our pasts as well, making the point it must have been really hard not being able to have your own children. And she says, I could have had my own children. This this was my choice. Terribly moving, wasn't it? I think it's a wonderful scene. I knew you were going to mention it, so though I didn't mention it before this, but I would like to commend that scene. And um, if anybody has doubts about Nicole Kidman as an actress, they need to see that scene. She's not glamorous. Well... She's already 50 in real life, so she's older than she was. And just talking to Saru, Dev Patel, you're right, it's a wonderful scene. It harks back to the two sons she adopted. And as she says, yes, we didn't have our children, but we adopted you. And that was our contribution then to people who are in difficulties. Sorry you couldn't have your own kids. What do you say? I mean, we weren't blank pages, were we? Like your own would have been. We weren't just adopting us, but our past as well. And I feel like we're killing you. I could have had kids. What? We chose not to. We wanted the two of you. That's what we wanted. We wanted the two of you in our lives. That's what we chose. I hope that's in the spirit of Pentecost too. That kind of surrender to a spirit of generosity, which had its sad side with the brother who was troubled, but has its wonderful fulfilment in Saru, but also in the reconciliation with his birth mother, with whom she shares that joy.